Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 930 in 716. If you're not a fan of political advertising, the next three weeks, well, may be tough. Uh, The incumbent Republican, Chris Collins, has the support of 46% of likely voters in the 27th Congressional District, compared to 43% for his Democratic challenger, Nate McMurray. During this time that the poll was taken, Nate McMurray had not run a single commercial. He's still sitting in a pretty good position and uh, has a cash advantage going into the final weeks of the election over Nate McMurray. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716, and a new poll out conducted by Siena Research shows the NY27 congressional race is a three-point dogfight with incumbent Republican Chris Collins, who is under indictment, in the lead. Well, this is a fascinating race. Steve Greenberg, Siena Polster. What we see is that at the moment, uh, the incumbent Republican, Chris Collins, has the support of 46% of likely voters in the 27th Congressional District, compared to 43% for his Democratic challenger, Nate McMurray. So Collins, a three-point lead. Now, a couple things to point out here. This is the most Republican district in the state of New York. And what do I mean by that? Well, in terms of pure enrollment, it is. But in terms of the likely voters in this sample of, uh, of this poll from Siena, 18-point lead for Republicans in terms of the sample of likely voters. 48% of the likely voters we talked to were Republican, 30% Democrat. When we asked voters... Who do they want to control the House of Representatives after November by a 18 point margin, 56 to 38 percent? They say they want to see the Republicans in control. And when we ask them about the president's job approval, 56 percent give Trump a positive job approval rating. Thirty eight percent give him a negative job performance rating. So Trump plus 18 points. Want to see Republican control of the House, plus Republican, 18 points. Sample, plus Republican, 18 points. Yet in the horse race for Congress, Collins, plus three. I'm sure that speaks a lot to Collins' favorability rating. Absolutely. Uh, Right now, 37% of voters view Collins favorably. Nearly half, 49%, view him unfavorably. Just among Republicans alone, Collins' favorability is 48 favorable, 35 unfavorable. That wouldn't be bad if it was all voters, but that's just Republicans. By comparison, McMurray has an overall 32 favorable, 21 unfavorable, with nearly half of voters not able to have an opinion about him. But among Democrats alone, he's at 50 to 11, compared to Collins with Republicans, 48-35. And we see that reflected in the horse race as well. 
um, among Republicans right now in who they're going to vote for. 63% say they're with Collins, but nearly a quarter, 24% of Republicans say they're voting for McMurray. Steve, what about gender? Does, does it break down even between men and women? Interesting. I'm glad you asked that question, Susan, because interestingly, it does not. And we have seen wide gender gaps in so many of the polls that we've done this year in New York and across the country uh, with women favoring Democrats more and, and men favoring Republicans more. In this race, men support Collins 46-45, one point. Women support Collins 46-42, four points. Where we really see a breakdown besides party is in terms of education. Voters with less than a bachelor's degree favor Collins by six points, 49 to 43%. But voters with a bachelor's degree or more by a 15-point margin, 51 to 36%, those voters favor McMurray. How do these numbers, and especially that overall three-point margin, how do they differ from what you would expect uh, I, I would have absolutely expected that. Look, um, this this district was truly not on anybody's radar screen. wasn't on ours to poll uh, two months ago. It wasn't uh, it wasn't uh, on the on the the list for the DCCC or the NRCC in Washington, the the two major party congressional committees. Um, this was not on anybody's radar. In, as a result of the indictment, he suspended his campaign and then he reignited his campaign. Uh, this became suddenly an interesting race. What happens uh, when an incumbent uh, elected official runs for re-election? Now, we've seen it before in New York. We've seen incumbents win. We've seen in, uh, indicted incumbents win. We've seen indicted incumbents lose. Uh, most recently, four years ago, in, a, in the race for con- Congress down in Staten Island, Former Assemblyman Michael Grimm was under uh, uh, indictment at the time and won his election. So anything can happen, particularly here in New York. But certainly, no, nobody expected this race to be as close as it was if we go back prior to the indictment. Steve, what about independents? I mean, that seems like it's a pretty coveted group right now. Yeah, and and they are broken down the middle. 46% of independents say they're with McMurray, 45% say they're with Collins. When we look at how independents view each of the candidates, uh, 34% of independents view McMurray favorably, 22% view him unfavorably. Interestingly, Collins has the same favorable, 34%, but 51% of independents view him unfavorably. So there are some independents who are still viewing him unfavorably, yet voting for him. Well, you know, Nate McMurray had told us that his internal polls had it a dead heat. The meaning of it all, politic- the meaning of it all, politically speaking, with WBEN political contributor and host of Hardline, Dr. Kevin Hardwick. You always take something like that with a grain of salt, but I think the, the feeling... Uh, the, uh, the word on the street was this race was really tight. So, um, no, it's not, a, it's not a huge surprise. I think it confirms what a lot of us have been seeing over time. I think McMurray had not been on TV before this uh, poll was taken and uh, had made good use of the, uh, the free media. I mean, he had a nice, very nice interview with, uh, with you guys last week. 
and I think he's he's done himself proud. I mean, what you have to take into to account is uh, he's down by three points in this poll, but the poll was taken October sixth to October eleventh. On October eleventh is a day that Collins got his trial date. Uh, you know, you you felt it as as I did. It was palpable. A lot of people were upset that the trial date would be pushed off to 2020. That certainly would have had an effect. And you wonder how many of these people would have would have changed their mind. The other thing you have to note is that that uh, during this time that the poll was taken, Nate McMurray had not run a single commercial. Uh, he just started his ad buy. I believe it was yesterday. I started seeing his uh, spots yesterday. Certainly, that's uh, that's going to affect him. So. You know, it's uh, it's it's time for the Collins people to, uh, you know, pull out all the stops if they want to if they want to stop this momentum. What does this mean then for the Collins camp? Where do they go from here with with these numbers? Well, they they have to make some major decisions. They have to decide whether they're going to put Collins out there, whether they're going to debate. Uh, I'm not sure that they will do that. I think they'll he'll uh, keep his uh, same public schedule, which is going to events that are friendly to him not tipping off the media and you know the media are going to have to try to try to ambush him after these events uh but i think i think you may see him uh, uh running a lot more ads and they'll go even more negative and there'll be more of them you probably will see more and more outside groups coming in spending money it, it'll be good for the uh, the local media uh obviously you and i would like to see uh, both candidates run a lot of radio um, but uh, I, I think you will see them running running radio as well as TV, and you'll see a lot of it. It'll be wall-to-wall. People will be sick of it by the time it's over. Well, what does it say to you? Uh, one of every eight people in the poll who say they will vote for Collins also say they view Collins unfavorably. That number kind of struck me. Uh, what does it mean to you? Well, it means it means it's a uh, not, not so much a, a vote for Collins as a vote for Collins's position and his backing of Donald Trump. They're supporting the president. Uh, you know, they're they're kind of holding their nose, and they will vote for for Collins uh, because they don't want McMurray to, uh, to to be in office to oppose the president. Could this get the NCCC behind McMurray now? Yeah, as, as I said, I think you'll find all sorts of uh, outside groups coming in. Um, you know, a lot a lot of people you won't know who they are, where their money is coming from. Uh, and they'll be running just a, 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 a plethora of, uh, of ads, uh, many of them negative. Now, uh, McMurray's ads have been positive, and I think that's a, you know, that's a refreshing change. And normally negative ads work better than positive ads. I mean, that's, you know, negative ads work, work better, you know, are effective until proven otherwise. Uh, but, uh, but I have to say, the, uh, the positive ads, I think, may be the right way to go this time because there has been so much negativity we may have reached a tipping point. Another voice now, as we also learn that the McMurray camp is getting a big boost in campaign funding. Well, we've learned that, that first of all, his funding has dried up in a major way ever since he was indicted back in August. Dave Leventhal, regular WBEN contributor with the Center for Public Integrity. So a lot of the support that he had been getting, a lot of the money that had been rolling in, the tap got cut off. So Here's the thing, though, that he has still in his advantage. He was sitting on a ton of cash, more than a million dollars going into the summer. So despite all the legal histrionics that he's been facing, despite all the calls for him to at one point resign, his decision to get out of the race, then come back into the race, he's still sitting in a pretty good position and uh, has a cash advantage going into the final weeks of the election over Nate McMurray, although Nate McMurray has been raising some serious cash to himself.
What is the difference between the cash for both camps? Well, Nibbing Murray uh, had a pretty strong third quarter. Let's put, it, let's put it this way. He was nowhere coming into the summer. He had raised during the second quarter of this year, so April, May, and June, less than $50,000, which is not going to win you a house raise. But in the third quarter of this year, so July, August, and September, when it was clear that he was going to be the Democratic nominee, and then, of course, uh, when the indictment came down for Chris Collins, he was able to raise during that period more than half a million dollars. So that's not crazy money, at least as far as House campaigns are concerned. But considering where Nate McMurray was and where he is right now, he's in a much stronger financial position, can get his message out to a stronger degree than he would have been otherwise. Yeah, a pretty big bump. Can we tell where that money's coming from? We can. A lot of individual contributions, little small dollar donors uh, who are making $10, $50, $100 contributions. Some of that is definitely coming from uh, out of state which is not uncommon for a race that has some sort of national profile or interest. He's also been getting money from a number of different political action committees, uh, some at the national level. I saw MoveOn.org, for example, being one. Denny Hoyer, uh, one of the top Democratic leaders, his committee uh, put some money forth, and also, too, from committees uh, tied to Kathy Hochul and, uh, and Andrew Cuomo, too. And Andrew Cuomo had not been a big Nate McMurray fan earlier in this year. So definitely the Democratic machinery getting behind Nick McMurray. They see this as a competitive seat right now and an opportunity to do what would have been unthinkable just a few months ago, which is pick up a seat in an incredibly Republican district that went full way for Donald Trump back in 2016. What about money contributions coming in for Collins? Where's it from? <laughs> Almost nowhere. Uh, there are a few individual contributions uh, of note really not much. Uh, all of the political action committee money that he had been receiving had dried up. I suppose the most ironic thing of all was that he did get a contribution from Pharma, which is the uh, Drug Industry Trade Association, and that came after that he had been indicted for insider trading uh, in, involving drugs so uh, or drug uh, investments, so biopharmaceutical investments. So it's a little bit of a, an odd twist in the money and politics world, but the bottom line for Chris Collins is, is that he is likely going to have still enough money to run a campaign, even a campaign that has been scaled back in the way that he's had to ever since the indictment came down. Election Day, believe it or not, just three weeks away. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.